I have been selling this book, Zanaz Lee and Wan Chun Hong's Guide to Indie Filmmaking, which is published by MPH for a while now. It's a really good book. If you want to be a filmmaker, whether it's for YouTube, social media, TV, film, cinema, whatever, this is the book to get. I'm going to make it more accessible and more affordable to all of you because I believe that everybody needs to become a filmmaker. The more filmmakers we have in the world, I think this world will be a better place to live in. Now it's available as an electronic book download on my website. I'm going to link it here. It's really cheap. It's really affordable. It's only five ringgit if you want to get the ebook version. Okay, five ringgit. It doesn't really cost much, right? It's just a little bit of something for me. I mean, it did take a lot of work to write. Each chapter of this book talks about one part of the filmmaking process. And for each chapter as well, I interview a local filmmaker. It's only five ringgit. It's only five ringgit. You're watching and listening to Fat Bidding Film Club. I'm assuming I'm Zan Azli. I'm Shaoi Bustawai. As usual, every week we watch a local film and we review it. And this week, uh, we didn't go to the cinemas. We watched something that was on Netflix. We wanted to watch it in the cinemas, but we missed it. Uh, but it's all on Netflix and it's a Tamil movie called Puchandi. What is the film about? I've never heard any of the filmmakers. Uh, I haven't never heard of the director or the writer or anything like that. But some of the people who are acting in the film, I recognize from other other Tamil movies, lah. Hmm. So the film is directed by J.K. Wiki, whom we don't know. Uh, and the film is about a journalist from India, who writes paranormal stories so he's come to Malaysia and he interviews this person who has had a paranormal experience lah, uh, through playing Spirit of the Coin so it bounces back and forth from the experience of the person playing Spirit of the Coin to the present day and then from there it sort of moves along uh, yeah that's what the film is about lah. yeah what, what did you think of the film? Okay, so I actually really like the film. Um, I think it's uh, it's 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 another horror movie that was in a horror thriller type thing. If that wasn't clear, um, but it had such good build. I felt uh, it really like keeps you at the edge of your seat. You don't really know what's happening. And I thought it was interesting that they used the whole spirit of the coin thing, which is kind of like a Malaysian. Thing. Like you know when you're kids and then you like want to try and play like Spirit of the Coin or whatever So I thought that was really cool I didn't really understand why three grown men were playing Spirit of the Coin But okay fine I'll go along with it um, It was just really cool how the story developed The pacing was a little bit too slow I think I know that it was deliberate but I felt like it could have been a little bit faster But other than that I thought it was it was actually a really good film Yeah uh, yeah, I, I thought the film was a good film too. 
Uh, I didn't have any problems with the pacing though, I thought it was okay. Uh, there was a lot of build, trying to build the horror and the tension and all that. So I, I thought it was very nicely done. Um, there's really nothing much to complain about the film. Uh, except for the same fact that you said lah, just now the Spirit of the Coin lah. I was interested in Spirit of the Coin when I was 10. Hmm. Why are these adults so fascinated by Spirit of the Coin? I was 10 years old, so 10 or 11, we played the Ouija board. Hmm. You know, like, and that also like, we didn't really believe it. <laughs> then to see a grown, like a group of grown men like, Taking it so seriously, yeah. that one a bit like cannot comprehend lah. Uh, they must be really stupid people. <laughs> you know what I mean? You, you know what I mean? To actually at that, at that age to want to uh, uh, to to be fascinated by spirit of the coin lah. Mm. Uh, but other than that, I thought the film was great. I I really like the fact that it played on people's desperation. Uh, you know how people are desperate in whatever situation that they're in. Yeah. You know, whether financially or just life in general uh, And when people are pushed to a corner When they're so desperate They are willing to do things uh, In order to improve their lives, improve their situation uh, And that's, I think, that is the best part about this film Because it shows the hum- human aspect of these characters uh, You know, um, and, and other than that, technical-wise, I don't know There's nothing for me to say, nothing to complain Nothing to, to nitpick, also don't have Mm. It was quite tight. I uh, it's good. It's not the greatest story ever, but it was just done well. decently. You know, yeah, quite quite decently done. Uh, I also like the historical element. There's a historical element to it. Um, it really felt like so many different things put together so well. So, uh, it it really reminded me of um. Sanjay's uh, sort of short film where he talks about the ferry incident um, that his father passed away in uh, the day the river ran red and it had a little bit of that element but also a little bit of the fiction and the horror and the thriller and it just it just comes together so nicely but it was just so nice the way they put in that historical element because we don't really see a lot of uh, Indian history or films that have to do with like Malaysian Indian history so it's it's really just really well well done. Yeah, the uh, the the historical part of it, you know how Malaysia is when it comes to history, right? They erase anything that has nothing to do with Muslim and Islam, mm, right? And even though the Chandi and Kedah and all that was all mm. Hindu based, right? So this one brought that up, lah. So that I, I thought that was that was quite nice. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I actually like the end part where they speak to. Uh, was it a priest? I think it's a historian. A historian a... who was talking about this Puchandi yeah. culture mm. in in Hinduism. Yeah. Uh, no, not to say that I didn't like it. It's great that they put they put that in. Uh, but I don't know. I find it a little bit cliche when films include a bit of reality at the at the ending credits. Mm. You know, to explain things like yeah, no need lah. Mm. We, we get it enough already lah. You know. Uh, and also because it's based on reality, it's quite different than the Malay uh, horror films that mm. we see. Because Malay horror films always either at the beginning or the end they will always put a disclaimer: "This is only tayul, it's mm. a dream, or it's not real, this is fantasy." You know, try to uh, like Shirik, a disclaimer Shirik. to show that it's not real. Shirik. But this one is like, oh, yeah, this was loosely based on the real story. You know, like, and this one okay ah? How come this one believe? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah? yeah, I I like the historian at the end. Oh, I didn't uh, because I feel that. Context is necessary for the Malaysian audience. Like, if people who are not um, Hindus, um, maybe not Malaysian Indians, or maybe even Malaysian Indians who didn't grow up specifically like hearing these folk tales or, or under knowing this, 
um, they wouldn't really get that this is actually seriously part of history. Um, so I felt like in a Malaysian context that it was that, necessary. That eh? was necessary lah. Yeah. yeah. No, because because like uh, if you watch movies that are based on facts, right? Mm. It to me, if you have to explain it at the end mm. and show something real, it kind of like defeats the purpose of the story already. Mm. Like, um, you know, the, the terminal. You know the, the the show the terminal about the guy who died in the the, the guy who lived in a airport mm. terminal because he had no country to go to right. Yeah. It's based on a true story, but there's no like at the end of the film or oh, now we interview the real guy. Yeah. <laughs> you, you know what I mean? It's like it, it should be already in the story and and uh, I don't know it it, it it was too direct lah like like mm. hey you don't know this ah let me tell you let me show you this yeah. it's it's kind of like to me it's like when you write a script with dialogue the dialogue explains all the story instead of showing it in a film mm. ah some something like that something yeah. like that so it, it was a little bit too on the head and too cliche lah yeah. yeah but I felt like for this film specifically it was necessary lah because the audience wouldn't get because it because the audience wouldn't get it he's saying and the audience is a you need. <clears throat> <laughs> you need to be educated lah. I definitely was educated because I knew nothing about this. And uh, I had heard that there were historical elements in the film, but I didn't know what they were. And if you had asked me to point it out, you know, I wouldn't have been able to without the historian. So it was it was good lah. For me, I felt like it was it was necessary. Yeah. And I think to most of the Malaysian audience also, yes, definitely. I think this, this you can relate this to Mark Kilau. Like how Makilau is also like they say it's loosely based, right? Uh, yeah, it's like loosely based on Makilau, but it's actually not. Mm. Uh, and they have a lot of liberties, creative liberties to tell the story. Just like, just like the Wong Fei Hongs and the Ip Man movies and mm. all that, right? A lot of it is just loosely based, um, but they didn't necessarily have to tell it. You know, people would make an effort. Either they would find out the context themselves after watching the film, mm. or going into it, um, they. They would have found out a little bit, but like you said, lah, probably the Malaysian audience, they wouldn't, yeah. they, they wouldn't want to find out, or and they just just go in like straight like that, or. And also, what if this piece of history is actually very hard to find, you know, because people aren't talking about it enough or at all. So, yeah. Mm. Mm. But you know, if Malaysia was a little bit more diverse in history and in culture like actually diverse then these kind of things wouldn't be necessary lah. then I would say yes it's a cliche to put these things at the end but looking at where this film is coming from and the community it represents and the history that it's it's talking about mm. confirm you need the context because so, more like more often than not most likely the Malaysians won't get it otherwise so it would be needed to educate a non-Indian, non-Hindu audience because the Indians, the Indian community and the Hindu community would already know? No, but like I said also, uh. what if you grew up like, yeah, you grew up Malaysian, Indian, Hindu but you also don't actually know maybe you grew up in an urban setting you didn't grow up in, where was this film set? Nibong Tebal um, maybe then also you wouldn't know so it's necessary lah Yeah hmm. That's what history books are all about Malayus fighting white people and then Chinese and Indian people coming and then have to separate into villages and then one Malayu with his Chinese bro and then one Indian bro go and get independence. That's, that's why, maybe we want to ask you, do you guys remember history lessons in school? Were we taught Parameswara as being a Muslim or Hindu? Mm. Is Parameswara Hindu 
Or is Parameswara a Muslim? Founder of Malacca, right? Mm. So what was Parameswara actually? Hindu? Buddhist? Muslim? Christian? Jewish? Hmm. Atheist? Atheist. Comment below. <laughs> uh, yeah. so would you tell people to watch the film? Yes. Please watch the film. Yeah, you can watch. We need, we so, we so, so, so need more films like this. This is what we mean when we talk about a diverse, you know, Malaysian cinema culture where they tell stories that represent different communities. I loved it. I loved it so much. You know what it also shows? Because the film was so Indian Hindu centric, right? Mm. There were no other characters in there. Mm. No Malays, no Chinese. No, any other ethnicity in there. It kind of also represents that maybe how polarized Malaysia is. Mm. The Indian community just with the Indians only. Yeah. The Chinese just with Chinese only. Yeah. The Malay just with the Malay only. Yeah. It's mm. a very good example of how you don't necessarily need representation in all films lah. Yeah. To tell a good story. Yeah. Because it's a, it's a, like I said, the best part of the film was the human element. Yeah. And that human element is the universal element lah. Yeah. Yeah. It really comes true lah. Um, yeah. Story of friendship, story of desperation. But the, I'm, I'm afraid the polarization of the communities is going to limit the audience of this film. Because a million audience might not want to go and watch this film. A Chinese yeah. audience might not want to go and watch this film. You know? Yeah, but yeah. you know, a lot of Malays watched Makilao and felt differently about it. So who knows? Maybe they'll also give this a chance. Malaysians lie in general, not just Malays. So yes, please watch this film. It's on Netflix. Uh, it's trending on Netflix, so that's a good sign. Uh, I think it's it's a really good film. I'm I'm happy that it's made it to Netflix. Um, I feel like there should be more films like this. I really hope that they make more films like this, and there are more opportunities for more filmmakers to come up with films like this. I'm really sad we missed it in the cinema, mm. and the only way that we heard that it was good also was like through word of mouth. It wasn't like a matkilau thing where it was just plastered everywhere, so that was kind of sad. So I guess it goes back to that thing that we talked about how films are distributed and marketed. So this film definitely deserves a, a boost. Mm. So yes, watch it please. Would you, you tell people watch it? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay, yes, watch it. And uh, tell us what you think. Like this video, don't like this video. Subscribe to all our social media channels at Febidin or go to febidin.com to get everything. You're watching the Fabian Film Club uh, and listening. And I'm Sumi Amzan Azli. And I'm Shell Ibsawan. Okay, come. Come, come, come.